crazy ride it has been over these last 10 years, 520 weekends of existence as a church. Just amazing. And, and you know, our theme for the weekend, uh, maybe you've picked up on it, is that God can make something out of nothing. And when I listen to us tell the story again and again, it's just amazing to me. It blows my mind of how God truly has made something out of nothing. And I, and I just want to take a second before we move on any further in, uh, with our time together. And I want to honor two people that uh, without whom this church would just not even be a, a fraction of what it has become today. They were on the video, but uh, they are just deserving of recognition this morning. And one is my wife, Sarah. The other is my best friend who I've gotten to take this journey with for the last 10 years, Mike Ash. And so guys, thank you. Would you stand up? Come on. I am so privileged that we have gotten to take this entire journey together. It's been a great 10 years, and let's play 10 more. Come on, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Wow. Man, it's crazy. When you look around next level, it's like you begin to realize how much has changed. Uh, the fact that uh, we were sitting there, and uh, my wife leaned over, and she goes, there's over 550 people in this service alone, just this one out of four. This weekend, and, and then hearing us in the story say, you know, when we launched in the high school, there were 465, and it was like, what? What is going on? I remember, like, I, we heard you, I'm sitting with Mike, and I, we heard you laugh when it was like, we were afraid no one would show up. No, really? You laugh because you don't think that's possible. It was possible. I'm just telling you, it was possible, man. What a crazy ride. So much has changed across Next Level Church. And yet the truth of the matter is, is I reflect on the last decade of our church's existence. The reality is there are many things that have not changed. A couple of weeks ago, we took our staff on kind of a road trip tour around the city of Fort Myers uh, to, to give them perspective and talk about and show them the history of Next Level Church. And so we went to the coffee shop where we started and to our first office space above Outback Steakhouse and to the movie theater and just had a day of reflecting and teaching and learning with the staff and, and remembering. And the night before, Sarah and I came across our very first notebook that even before we ever moved to Southwest Florida, this, is, this was the first binder that we started collecting ideas and vision about Next Level Church. And we came across, you can see the logo there. Uh, if you want to zoom in a little bit, guys, it, it, it looks a little like Bud Light logo. We saw Bud Light and we're like, it's working pretty well for them. <laughs> we're church planners, baby. Give me some of that. Not give me some Bud Light. Give me some, the, never mind. You're missing the point. The point is that in, in, as much as so much has changed over the last decade, the reality is, as we started to leaf through this notebook, there are a lot of things that haven't changed. Listen to this. Five targets of Next Level Church. Five targets. Now, we wrote these before we ever even moved to Florida. Like when we were back in Indiana, we wrote, you know, here's what we dream of the, the kind of church we want to create. And I'll, I'll warn you, they all begin with R. Because I, back then I believed if it was really from God and was spiritual, it had to start with the same letter. So uh, I was pretty spiritual, you'll notice. Okay, but listen, listen to this. Five targets of Next Level Church. One is relationship. We believe they're the conduit for life. Two is relevance. We wanted it to be able to connect where people live. The third was realness. We wanted to do everything we did out of genuineness and authenticity. The fourth, was, fourth thing was readily accessible. In other words, we wanted it to be convenient. We wanted it to be applicable to where you live. And the fifth is immediate return. 
And I listen to those things and I read them and I go, you know, so much has changed over the last decade of Next Level Church. And yet the reality is so much hasn't changed over the last decade. There are so many of those pillar foundational beliefs, ideologies, core values, if you will, that truly are the thread of the heart and vision of Next Level Church. As I begin to think about what we could talk through and what God would want us to, to talk about during this decade weekend anniversary celebration, I started to, to ponder on this idea and think about this idea that, that there are a few things around here in the midst of so much change. There are a few things, four things in particular that come to my mind that haven't changed. And that's what I want us to talk about for the next few minutes this weekend as we celebrate and reflect on, as we remember what God has done. The Bible talks often about this idea of remembering, that when the children of Israel came through, uh, God spoke to them in the Old Testament, and he said, I want you to go get 12 big rocks, big stones, and and pile them up on the banks of the river. And there's going to come a day when your children and your grandchildren are going to walk past those rocks, and they're going to ask you, what do those rocks mean? What are they there for? And when they ask you, you tell them about how you were slaves in Egypt. You tell them how you wandered in the wilderness and how I delivered you through and made you a people. I created something out of nothing. I want you to remember that. And so it is good for us to remember as a church. It's good for us to reflect on and listen to the stories of all that God has done. And somehow in the midst of our remembering, it strengthens our faith. It encourages us and it causes us to stretch and grow into what God wants us to become in the future. And so today, if you have your bulletin, I would love for you to turn it, open it all the way out. And on the inside left flap, you'll find a few statements there. Four statements in particular of things that haven't changed in the first 10 years of Next Level Church since we began. The first one is this idea that God still loves to create something out of nothing. Again, that's been our theme for the whole weekend, but I want us to really zero in on that, that we serve a God who still loves to create something out of nothing. That when we study the pages of Scripture, what we discover is there is a God who loves to step into the chaos, who loves to reach into the dark places, loves to reach into nothingness and create something out of nothing. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse in the entire Bible says this, in the beginning, God created. We serve a creative God. That's the kind of God we serve, a creative God who loves to reach down and make something out of nothing. And of course, Next Level Church is the perfect illustration of that. I was 26. My wife was 24. Mike Ash was 21. We had a 19-month-old son. We, we had kind of been shoved out by our, our fellowship up north, our friends and, and leaders who, who told us they were behind us, and they kind of blacklisted us and shoved us out and said, y'all go ahead. We had $9,200, which is not a lot of money to start a church, by the way. We learned that later. I'm telling you, this should not have happened. It should not have worked, baby. It shouldn't have worked, but God reached down into nothingness. But God reached down into chaos and darkness and cluelessness and created something out of nothing. See, Next Level Church was just a grand hypothesis when we started. We knew a lot about what we didn't want to be, but we had no clue about what we did want to be. All we knew was that our generation 
would change the way the church does church. We, we understood that if the church was going to be effective in our generation, that our generation would have to change the way the church does church in order to be relevant, in order to connect with my generation. Our generation, I remember sitting uh, in our driveway of the home, that, our first home that we lived in, talking for hours about the Big C Church and saying to my wife and fiance at the time, saying, Sarah, what are they, the church, the body of, G- of Christ, the Big C Church Universal, what are they going to do about us? What are they going to do about our generation? Because here's what we believed when we moved here 10 years ago. We believed that so many in our generation had nothing against God. They had just never seen an expression of his people, of his family, that was life-giving and healthy. They'd never seen that in a local church. And so when we moved here 10 years ago, this thing was just a grand hypothesis. And what an incredible thing it is to look on now 10 years later and see that God took our grand hypothesis, our best guess, reached down into our nothingness, and created something out of nothing. That's what you're a part of today. That's what Next Level Church is. It's, it's an illustration of how we have a God who loves to reach into our nothingness and create something. That has never changed. And can I just say this? Listen, if you're here, or you're watching or listening in some other environment, and, and you feel like there's pockets of your life or areas of your life, that feel chaotic, that feel dark, if you feel like you're living in, in kind of that nothingness zone and you're kind of just floundering around and you feel like you just can't get in sync, you can't get in rhythm, listen, I want you to know that the same God who 10 years ago reached down and grabbed a hold of a rough grand hypothesis vision that was in the heart of Matt and Sarah Keller, the same God who can create something out of nothing that is Next Level Church today, that same God can reach down into your heart, into your life, into your chaos, into your darkness, into your nothingness, and create something out of nothing. We serve a creative God who knows who we are and loves us and loves to create something out of nothing. It's true today. It's been true for 10 years. And it's been true for all of eternity. Here's the second thought, if you want to write this down, that as I reflect on the story, the first decade of Next Level Church, the first one is obviously that we have a God who still loves to create something out of nothing. The second one is this idea of teachability, that we believe, this hasn't changed in 10 years, we believe that teachability changes everything. That teachability changes everything. I mentioned it a minute ago. Listen, 10 years ago, we were clueless. We had no idea how to do church for our generation. We had no idea what this thing could and should look like. We were lonely. We were confused. We had been blacklisted. We had been ousted. I mean, we were hurt. We were broke, busted, and disgusted. Like, we were, I'm about to preach right there. Somebody called TDJ. Broke, busted, and disgusted were going over. No, 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 no. Not going to do it because some of you will go to bad places in your heart because you know what I'm talking about. No, listen, seriously, 10 years ago, man, we were clueless and we had been ousted and we were so lonely. And I remember telling my wife, we have a decision to make. And the decision is we can either get bitter or we can become teachable and decide that we can learn something from everybody, even if it's what we don't want to be. We can either get bitter or we can become teachable. And so 10 years ago, this idea of teachability became ingrained, not only in our heart and in our, in our spirit, 
and in our life and in our leadership, but it became ingrained into the heart and vision of Next Level Church. And for the last decade, this church has been defined by teachability. Listen, give me someone teachable over someone who knows it all already any day of the week. I'm telling you, we can change the world with teachable people. We can change the world with people who are willing to say, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn. If you're willing to teach me, I'm willing to come along with you. Here's how we define teachability. Actually, it came from Pastor Scott Drummond. While he was still a senior pastor in Ohio, he and I were the kind of friends that I'd call on Sunday night and we'd eat ice cream and watch violent movies together over the phone and try and, you know, talk each other out of not quitting Monday morning, you know, the whole deal. So I remember having a conversation with him one day and we're talking about this idea of teachability. And I remember him saying, Matt, here's what I think teachability really is. It's being willing to relearn that which you think you already know. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on, say it again, Scott. And he's like, what, say what? And I'm like, no, no, dude, you got to rewind. You have to say, he's like, what, what? And so we finally got him to rewind the conversation enough to say it. Being willing to relearn that which we think we already know. See, if you ask somebody if they're teachable, every day of the week, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm teachable, I'm teachable. Ask them if you can teach them something about something they already think they're really good at. You'll find out if they're actually teachable. That's the true definition of teachability, isn't it? Listen, in my world, here's how it goes with preachers. Ask a preacher if he's teachable, and he'll be like, oh, yes, brother, praise the Lord, I'm teachable. Ask him if you can help make his sermons a little better than they are. You find out if he's teachable. (laughs) Welcome to my world. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this teachability thing has defined who we are for the last decade. It has not changed. I believe teachability is the key to everything. Show me someone who is teachable and I'll show you someone we can change the world with. Our church today, we look at Mike Ash as one of the the greatest leaders around. And I'm telling you, Sarah and I have an opportunity to travel and interact with a lot of leaders or anytime we have pastors or their wives or church planners and their wives come to next level. You know the question we always get asked? The question we always get asked is, where do I get a mic? 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 And you know our response? Our response is always the same. You don't get a mic, you grow a mic. And the best time to grow a mic is 10 years ago. The second best time is today. Listen, let me tell you why Mike Ash has become what I believe to be one of the greatest leaders in the body of Christ today. That we get to benefit from, that other churches across our country are benefiting from. Let me tell you why and how Mike Ash became who he is today. Because of teachability. He is one of the greatest examples of teachability that I've ever seen. You know why? Because when I met Mike Ash, he wasn't the Mike Ash we know and love. You saw him on the video. (laughs) He leans over. He goes, dude, why does everybody laugh when they see me on the video? I'm like, well, I'm about to tell you. He wasn't all that. He, had, he threw his mattress on the back of our truck. He had no job, no car, and no place to live. He was a homeless dude. But he was teachable. Give me a homeless person who is teachable. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Listen, he was teachable. He was teachable. He was willing, and he has been willing for 10 years to say to me all the time, Help me be better. Help me be better. Help me do this better. A a week ago, he taught our staff one of the most brilliant teachings on being a a second-in-command leader that I've ever heard anywhere. And afterwards, you know what he did? He walked right up to me and he said, Hey, man, help me make it better. What'd you think? How do I do it better? How do I do it better? Listen, we can change the world with teachable leaders. 
Here's how the psalmist said it. Davis was, David, uh, King David was pouring his heart out to God. In Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, and look at what he says as he's pouring his heart out to God. He said, a broken and a contrite spirit, O God. He's talking about this idea of teachability, being broken, being contrite before God. Saying, God, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm willing to learn. I'm wide open, a broken and contrite spirit, O God. You will not despise. Listen, I believe teachability is the key to everything. So what's the point for all of us listening today? Here's what I believe the point is. I believe there is a direct correlation between our measure of success that we attain to in life and our measure of teachability. Show me someone who is teachable and I'll show you someone who's destined for success. Show me someone who's teachable and I'll show you someone that we can change the world with. I believe that and I've believed that for 10 years. And I love being able to look across this church and see a teachable spirit that just permeates, that just threads through the DNA of this house, that threads through the the, the hundreds and hundreds of leaders, the hundreds of you who get it. You get this teachability thing. You understand how important it is to say, I'm willing to relearn anything, including what I already think I know pretty well. I'm willing to relearn. That hasn't changed in 10 years. Here's a third piece of the vision of Next Level Church that as I reflect on our decade weekend and the celebration, this is the third thing that hasn't changed in 10 years. And it's this idea of believing in people. See, for 10 years now, we believe that believing in people is always right. I heard John Maxwell say in the early days of our church plant that the average person has no one in their life that they truly believe believes in them. The average person has no one in their life that they truly believe, believes in them. And when I read that, I just thought, man, what if that's true? What if it's true that the average person you and I interact with in our world today doesn't have anybody that they believe truly believes in them? And that began to shape who I was as a leader. That began to shape how I began to view people and how I began to see people. And I want you to know that that thread has has made its way and made its way 10 years ago into the vision that is Next Level Church. And I want you to know that that has not changed in 10 years. That we want to be believers in people. Here's what I discovered. I discovered that I liked hanging out with people that I knew believed in me. You ever notice that? Don't we drift toward, don't we migrate toward people that we think believe in us? You want to know our early, early years church growth strategy? Believe in people. See their God potential. You know why? Because they'll want to hang out with us. AKA, your church will grow. Boom, there you go. It's not complex. We just loved on people. We just believed in people. And we see this thread throughout the entire scripture. I think about Peter, the apostle Peter. Here's a guy who was one of Jesus' inner circle, is is key three. And yet here's this guy who was like the consummate put-your-foot-in-your-mouth disciple, wasn't he? Like everywhere Peter went, it seemed like he was always saying dumb stuff and he's doing dumb. Like they're on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus is there and Moses and Elijah come down and they're talking with Jesus. And Peter's like... Lord, this is unbelievable. Here's what we got to do. We got to make three tabernacles or tents for you and Moses and Elijah. And God's like, Peter, shut up. This is my son, speaking of Jesus, in whom I'm well pleased. And Peter's like, don't. (laughs) He's always that guy. 
Like Peter struggled with who he was. And checked in, he struggled to believe in himself. And so what does Jesus do? Jesus calls him to himself one day and he says, come here, come here, come here. And Peter's original name was Cephas. He said, come here, Cephas. Here's the deal. From now on, we're not going to call you Cephas anymore. Instead, I'm going to call you Peter or Petros or the rock. Peter, I so see God potential in you that I am going to change your name so that you will start to see and believe in your heart what I can see and believe in my mind and in my spirit. And listen, at Next Level Church for 10 years, we have tried our best to, to believe that and to, to, to embody the vision of Jesus. To see in people their God potential like they perhaps can't even see in themselves. And I love it now, 10 years later, to look across and see our team. To see our pastors. To see our connection group leaders and our ministry department leaders and our hospitality teams and our kids' zone. In our middle school environments, our high school ministry on Wednesday nights. I see hundreds and hundreds of you leaders who embody that believing in people, believing in the God potential in people thing that's been in us for 10 years. And can I just say to you as your pastor, as someone that you allow to be an influence and voice in your life, thank you. I'm honored to get to serve alongside of you because you're living the vision, leaders. And as the hundreds and hundreds of you leaders live and embody that vision of believing in the God potential that we see in every person who walks through these doors on a weekly basis, I'm telling you that is living the example and the model of Christ. Thank you. I'm honored to get to serve alongside of you. It's working. It's working. When we look across this place this weekend and each weekend, I'm blown away at the stories we hear. And guys, listen, it's, it's working not only here for those of us who attend in this room, but listen, okay, let me tell you this. Okay, so two weeks ago, we baptized 155 people in our weekend environment. It was incredible. Well, one of those individuals was a girl named Mindy. And Mindy lives in Fort Lauderdale. And listen to this. Mindy's never attended our church before. She lives and works in Fort Lauderdale, and she watches us online. And Mindy heard we were doing water baptism, and so she took the day off of work, and she drove over to get baptized. And, of course, we're doing the deal in one of the services, and, and Will, I think, says through the TV, Matt, this is Mindy, and she's never been to our church before. But she watches online, and, and he shares with me that, and we baptize her. And after the service, I went out, and I got to spend a few minutes with Mindy. And I talked to Mindy, and, and with tears in her eyes, she told us the story. She said, I've been watching your messages. Thank you. Thanks for posting those messages online every single week because I not only watch the one that's current, but I go back to the beginning of when you started posting your video messages online four or five years ago, and I watch two a day, one on the way to work and one on the way home from work. And I want you to know that I'm gaining on you. I'm catching up with you. I'm about two years away from catching up. And I told her, I said, well, girl, when you catch up, you got to move to Southwest Florida. But guys, it works. Guys, it works. Which, by the way, Mindy, shout out. What is up, homegirl? Proud of you. You're awesome. Yeah. Believe in you. I believe in you. Listen, that belief in the God potential in people is something that for 10 years we've tried to live and model. And I want you to know it's making a difference in the life of so many people across our region and, and outside of it as well. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And the fourth thing that hasn't changed in 10 years over the last decade is this idea that God's plans are always bigger and better than we can imagine. 
God's plans are always bigger than anything we can imagine. Listen, I I want you to know that there's never a week that goes by, Next Level Church, that I don't hear the story. That someone in staff meeting, where we always start our staff meetings by sharing wins, and our staff, we can't get them to be quiet. They just keep everybody, boom, boom. And a win for us is a name and a story. A name and a story. And there's never a staff meeting that goes by that we don't have all of our team just talking over each other, trying to get their name and story. There's, there's a story of all of you. Read a fa- Facebook post or tell of a conversation that we had. It was just last weekend I had a conversation with a guy who's been a part of our church for two or three years now. Dad, who just got custody of his teenage daughter, took her under his roof, and he's got a young boy as well. And he comes from a pretty rugged past. He lives in Cape Coral. He's trying to get it figured out. He's trying to go the right way. And sometimes it's a journey of two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes it's a journey of one step forward, two steps back. But he's getting after it. He leads one of our connection groups that does ministry in our downtown communities. And he came up to me and he pulled me aside in the foyer. And he said, man, I've got to tell you the latest chapter in my story and what God's doing in my heart. And he started to share. And I love being able to look into guys like that's eyes. And tell them with all sincerity, you're why we're here. You're why we're here. You're why this church exists. Listen, it never gets old. It never gets old. Ten years later, when I look across what God has done at Next Level Church, I want you to know it's beyond anything Sarah and I could have ever asked or imagined. It reminds me of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21 where Paul is reflecting on the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the bigness of God. And he he writes these words. He says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. To him who is able to do immeasurably more. That means it is unable to be measured what God can do. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. According to his power that's at work within us. He says to him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever and ever. Amen. When I think and reflect on the story of Next Level Church, I can't help but think that these verses describe exactly what God has done in our first decade. He's done immeasurably more than all we could have asked or imagine. It has not been according to our power. It's not been according to our strengths or our, our talent or our ability. No, listen, we know that at the end of the day, it has been according to his power that's been at work within us. And therefore, it is to him be the glory. It's not to me or to Sarah or to a team of people or in any earthly individual that all glory and honor goes to him, to him. Be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus. And then I love this part. It says, throughout all generations, not just my generation, not just the generation ahead of me, but this glory of what God is doing, this story, this this power of what God is doing goes beyond just our generation. This thing goes throughout all generations. Listen, 10 years ago, God made something out of nothing. Today, he's making something out of nothing. And I believe that for the next decade and beyond, he will continue to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Amen. And I want you to know something. 
I want you to know that when I look across this church and I see the hundreds and hundreds of teenagers and 20-somethings, when I see the, the young married couples with little kids coming in, when I see single people, when I, when I see children in the next generation who are just beaming with potential and life and vision and, and anointing and passion to believe that they could be the ones who could change the world somehow. I want you to know that it thrills my heart. You know why? Because this church is not just for us. The vision of Next Level Church is from generation to generation to generation. And next generation, yeah, let me say this. Sarah and I in this church and every one of person who's a part of this church who's older than you, we are going to make sure in the next decade and beyond that you, next generation, have everything you possibly can need to get the job done, to live the vision that God's placed in your heart. The first decade of Next Level Church was about building this thing. The next decade and beyond is going to be about empowering you, next generation, to take this vision far beyond anything we could have ever asked or imagined. That is the vision for the next decade.